the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Seven minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and we are underway in hour number two of this Free for All Friday edition of The Authority. Thanks again to Mark Meadows, our guest in the uh, last half hour of the program. We're going to be talking in a half an hour uh, with a surgeon at University Hospitals, uh, Jeffrey Parks. Dr. Parks is believed to be the... Um, Focal, the, the, the focal point or the leader, if you will, of the movement to remove the thin blue line flag from a police station in Solon, a story that has gotten a ton of attention uh, and controversy over the course of the last three or four days. But his uh, commentary to the Solon soundboard on Facebook is believed to be the uh, impetus for the removal of that flag. He has agreed to talk to me about it at 1035, which means we had to ask our regular 1035 guest on Fridays, Christina Higgin, former Ohio State representative, to move up a little bit, and she joins us right now on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, Christina Higgin, good morning. Good to have you back. How are you? Hey, good morning, Bob. I am great and always excited to be on and to spend some time with you talking about taking America back. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And I appreciate your flexibility on this, too. Christina, I, I described this first subject we're going to talk about um, as, as being borderline treasonous. I want to explain it a little bit before I get your reaction. Joe Biden is asking the corrupt United Nations to come into the United States and um, essentially evaluate its level of racism, systemic racism and oppression of its own people. The United Nations, which counts among its membership nations that actually still practice slavery and indentured servitude and still keep their people oppressed and locked under, um, you know, locked in, in dungeons and in, in other political prison, uh, prisons. Joe Biden essentially is telling the rest of the world to come and look at how badly we oppress our people because of their color. 
I don't know how that cannot be seen as being as giving aid and comfort to our enemies. Now we're not in you know in a time of war with these enemies, so maybe it won't count officially as treason, giving aid and comfort to people we're at war with. But still, you know, we are always in you know kind of geopolitical wars, if you will, with with many enemies of the United States. And for Joe Biden to say, "Come in here, the rest of the world, and look at how terrible we are," I think puts the United States in peril. Am I overreacting? No, no, I think you're 100% on point. And I had a similar gut instinct reaction to this, that we're just in the craziest of times. I mean, we're looking at a one world order. This is one world order type of stuff. Anything to destroy and demolish America's standing in the world um, as a light um, and everything to create a darkness or perceived darkness and create weaknesses and places for the enemy to attack and inviting them right in, not on our doorstep, but into our living room. And um, worse, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see here. This is the greatest country in the world that is the most diverse country, the most open and welcoming country. And yet we're, we're self-proclaiming racism and denouncing our own country and inviting the United Nations, which is completely corrupt, into our house to tell the rest of the world how to destroy us. It's unbelievable, but this is who Biden is. America laughs. You know, when Trump was in office, he looked for ways to defund crazy organizations like the United Nations, not for ways to invite them in to attack us further. It's unreal. I can't believe we've gone from a president who cared about, loved this country, wanted to protect all of her people, to somebody who's working actively by the minute to destroy everything that we have. If if you had to struggle and 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 search and find a positive outcome for this, what would you say? In other words, if you worked for Team Biden and he said, "I need your help, Christina Hagan, to to explain why this would help the United States," what potential benefit would there be to have the United Nations come in and and essentially uh, tear the United States apart to declare it systemically racist, to declare it an oppressor of people of color, et cetera, et cetera? What possible benefit would there be if you were asked to defend this bob you know i didn't take debate courses in high school so i did not (laughs) learn how to empathize with the devil um but what i will tell you is there is no upside to this this is destructive it's irresponsible um it's as disgusting as the crap that's being pushed into our classrooms i mean all of this is aimed at one thing and that is destroying and ruining this country i can't give a single positive to what is built on a house of lies, you know, the, the fact that Black Lives Matters, which is clearly a Marxist organization intended to destroy our country, is leading the discussion um, in our public policy realm across every single state. And then now to think we're inviting the rest of the world in to uh, gang up on us is just crazy. Yeah, it, it is all of that. And I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm trying. I Normally I can say, okay, you know, I, I'm totally, uh, entirely, 100% opposed to the Green New Deal. But I try to put myself in their shoes and say, what are they saying? What is the potential benefit here? And if they say it's climate or whatever, then I'll dig into that and I'll come up with ways to refute that, which are pretty easy to do. But I try to understand what the other side thinks is the, the upside here is. And I cannot see an upside here. That's the reason I asked you, so I think we're of like minds on that. Now, since you brought up Black Lives Matter... Um, I have to ask you this in context of the Cuban situation. There's a Cuban uprising, as we all know, as the people there uh, are tired of, of over 50 years of extraordinarily horrific, horrific treatment under the thumb of real oppressors, the communist regime, after the, the uh, communist uh, revolution in 1962. 
Black Lives Matter says it's not communist Cuba's fault that the people in Cuba are living terrible lives. It's the United States' fault. It's our policies. It's our embargoes. It's our refusal to send them help, et cetera, et cetera. Black Lives Matter, as you well know, was founded by, by their own description, uh, 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 self, not self-taught, what was the word, uh, uh, Marxist, uh, educated Marxist, or whatever the case may be. But they described themselves as trained, I think it was, highly trained Marxists. Uh, they are certainly not going to blame communism, which of course is the result of Marxism. So they blame the United States for, for our policies toward Cuba. Yeah, they will never denounce communism and socialism because it's their Bible, it's their playbook, it's exactly what they want to see destroy this country. And worse, you know, the same people that have allowed the most horrific, horrific immigration crisis that we've ever seen in this country's history to be happening over the last seven months. Um, they're now saying they will not welcome uh, the Cubans that are uprising and trying to escape this tyranny. <laughs> so the greatest country in the world will not welcome those who are oppressed to be unoppressed because they want the world to think that this is the place where people are oppressed. So it's just, it is absolutely crazy. Um, everything is backwards. They are nuts. And, of course, they will never, you know, and the Black Lives Matters organization has never been about relieving people from oppression. They are the ones who want to create and keep oppression and division and destroy this country from the inside out. It's amazing that they can look at something where people are actually oppressed, um, people that are carrying our flag as a sign of justice and opportunity and freedom and turn the cheek on those people. It's, it's the world we live in. Christina, is it as simple as voting? Um, because I think surveys show that six Absolutely. in ten Cubans, yeah, six in ten Cubans, uh, believe essentially in conservatism and, 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 and liberty and would not likely be Democrat voters the way they are allowing millions of them to come across our southern border. That if we allow these Cubans here, like so many Cuban Americans in, uh, in South Florida, uh, they know what liberty looks like and they know what tyranny looks like and they vote for liberty and that means essentially Republican candidates. Unquestionably. I mean, we're, we're seeing evidence of our military being politicized by the Biden administration currently. Uh, Tucker was talking about this a few days ago and kind of just dropped this bombshell that uh, internal emails have been released that say that all of those that are coming across our southern border um, are being uh, mobilized and moved by the military. Our military has been politicized to move illegal immigrants into the country's biggest cities. Uh, we already knew what we knew, and now we know it more, that they are using the immigration crisis as a means of exploiting our electoral college system and undermining the future of this democracy, this republic. It's unbelievable, but it's who they are, and they don't even try to hide their true colors. I mean, the fact that Cuba... Well, well actually, is- actually, hold on on that part, because I think, you know, that Tucker report that you... Uh, you- just referenced shows they did try to hide it. They actually told the the people uh, that this is to be kept quiet. If anybody asks any questions about where you're taking anybody, uh, just refer them to uh, a certain office. I can't remember which one it was. So they actually did try to hide it because they know exactly how illegal uh, and and quite frankly unconstitutional what they're doing is. Yeah, they're they're trying to hide it as it's happening, but they the ugliness of who they are and relieving people in distress. Right. They're not at all hiding trying to keep Cubans in a state of oppression. Got they it. want to keep them there. They do not care. So, I, yes, I agree with you 100% on the trying to move an 
full stealth mode on the mobilization of undocumented immigrants into this country. But as it relates to the Cubans not being allowed to come in, why would the Cubans not be allowed to come in when they're clearly living in a tyrannical state? Why would they not be worthy of admission to the United States when it's like Disneyland and everybody can get in? Yeah, Why? you know they're 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 allowing asylum claims. They're allowing asylum claims from people in the uh, Northern Triangle countries of Central America because they say, well, we're we're being per- persecuted by poverty. You know, we're poor there and we don't have anything. But that's not actual persecution. It is a terrible plight. Don't get me wrong, but political persecution, political prisoners are held in Cuba. This this is literal governmental persecution of of people desiring freedom, and they're not allowed to come here and apply for asylum the way they are uh, if they come to the southern border. That's what makes us so hypocritical. Um, Christina, I want to ask you, next topic, I want you to respond to this. Uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken, or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts. With we are flagging disinformation posts for Facebook. Jen Psaki admitted that the federal government, that the Biden administration, that the White House is colluding with Facebook a monopolistic company that controls the flow of information for millions and millions of Americans. They're working with them to censor what they call misinformation. Uh, and and, and the, the most disgusting part about this is they get to decide what is disinformation or misinformation. They get to decide, they get to decide what is truth when it comes to vaccines. They, they get to decide who can say it, who can't say it, and then targeting individuals who say anything contrary to what the government says, uh, then they want to, they, they, they want to punish them. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are we're living in the CCP. This is crazy. The, the government to have this kind of influence on what are facts or not facts, uh, specifically as what relates to our personal autonomy and our medical health and all things. And let's just, let's just say this. We're allowed to have opinions in this country. It's the premise of our country's founding that we can have opinions and we can vocalize those opinions. And whether they're true or not, we're allowed to say things. That's how it's supposed to be. Yet we have a government that wants to wants to regulate and wants to dismiss truth and opinion. It doesn't really matter. But the fact is they're trying to hide things intentionally, purposefully. They're trying to push a big pharma agenda. Um, they do not want to acknowledge where there is risk for individuals. They do not want to acknowledge that people are being medically harmed. They do not want that information to be shared. And this makes me think of, Bob, the Ohio mother who put her three children through the clinical trials for one of the vaccines in early January. Her 13-year-old daughter was seemingly, potentially, permanently debilitated on multiple levels, and the doctors wouldn't look at her. Nobody would listen to her. And she said, you know, we're pro-vaccine. We're pro-vaccine. We can't get our story out. We can't get them to run tests on our daughter. What, what, is, what are these people trying to hide? You know, why, why aren't they using her for research? Why are, if we can't have yeah. open forum discussions in this country, then we're going to watch our people perish. I can promise you that. And by the government's hand. Well, and the fact, you know, Saki goes on to say, oh, and also SMS messages. So this is not just what we uh, know. I was going to say, yeah, that was my next. 
Um, that, that was the next question, not just open media. forums. They're not just censoring open forums, uh, Christina Hagan. They're censoring private conversation as well. The, the, the DNC and the Biden White House are, are lobbying and pushing phone companies, the SSM, SMS carriers, the ones who provide our texting, to monitor our text messages and to block or censor or add in commentary that may refute messages that they deem to be misinformation. That means you and I texting last night with one another about what we're going to talk Oh, about this morning well, they're watching close. it they're yeah they're watching it they're reading it oh unquestionably and this is you know i fear and i realize this is not new stuff i mean we can all think back to the snowden stuff we can think back to the um csa saying the nsa um, you know not wittingly not wittingly do we look at this information oh they wittingly look at it and they have been looking at it and they're going to use it to our demise um i think that's why concepts like the freedom phone make a lot of sense anything that we can do to disconnect from google apple these big tech giants that are in complete and utter coercion with the dnc and the united states government which has become an oppressive authoritarian style governing system um the better off we're all going to be um and my husband used to say like oh i'd love to just be off the grid and go live in the live in the woods i mean i used to be like okay yeah very funny but now i'm like maybe he's on the so i just look at all this and i think we have never been so manipulated so attacked so um have our had our privacy so invaded and they're going to continue to fear monger and use the label of safety as a means of stripping us of our individual liberties our voice and our right to discussion, our right to communicate with our siblings, our spouses, our parents, our colleagues, our like-minded allies like you and I. I mean, it's, it's sickening stuff. We shouldn't be here, but we are. No question about it. Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative, terrific commentary. Thanks for working your way through this with us. Uh, I'll text you before next week as well, and we'll see what the government says we can talk about. We'll see if they fact check us. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. 1023, we'll get a timeout now. Try to squeeze in a call or two once again. Use your uh, spots wisely here. We've got another guest coming up at 1035, so dial now to one six nine zero one zero nine four five on the authority. Okay, 1026, just uh, briefly to kind of hit the first topic that Christina Higgin and I talked about, which is the impossibility, but it's real that it's happening, the impossibility that the United States of America and our president would ask the corrupt United Nations to come to the United States and investigate us for oppression of our own people. It's, it's incomprehensible. It's, it's just incomprehensible. Senator Marco Rubio had some strong statements about this ridiculousness, this, this treasonous, this aid and comfort to the enemies of the United States being offered by Joe Biden. Mark- yeah, I, would, I, I have a record second to none, and I'm proud to say it, on human rights in the United States Senate. Okay, no one, uh, we have some great partners across the aisle and on our side, but no one has done more on human rights from the Uyghur bill we passed just yesterday, which was my bill, on nation after nation. You look at a human rights cause somewhere in the world, and I've been among, if not the loudest voice on it, okay? So let me tell you, everybody, I assure you of this, there are like 199 other countries that we should worry about on human rights before we get to America. In America, we have transparency. 
Okay? In America, we have a press that covers whatever they want. Sometimes they lie, sometimes they cover, sometimes it's a half-truth. But you do something wrong in America, it's all over the place. We have a system of courts. We have people go to jail here because they do things that are not right. And, and so I think that before you get to the human rights record of the U.S., if you're going to rank them in order of problematic, there's like 199 other places we'd have to deal with first. I don't know if you could hear the emotion in his voice there. His voice started to crack just a little bit there because he's very, very emotional about this. And he should be, and so am I. The difference is, rather than crying, I feel like screaming because he's a 1,000% right. There's 199 other countries that you ought to worry about uh, systemic oppression or racism about more than the United States. John and Berea. Hi, John. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Yes, um, I would like to share. Conservatives have got to stop, in my opinion, of course. They've got to stop using this phrase, we want to take the country back. It does not work for young people. It does not work for people of color many times. I have a close African-American friend who, and when I, a long time ago, I mentioned uh, t- taking back the country, he goes, what do, you, what do you mean, take it back to slave days? The point is, is that uh, the, the many people, when you say taking back the country, you're, you're referring to taking it back to times that, that they don't appreciate or times when some people were not treated well. Okay, well, those hoped, people, are, but, but, but John, listen, those people are just stupid. Your friend is stupid. If he doesn't understand when you say take the country back, that it means take it back to American principles and not the communism that we're headed toward right now, then they're just dumb. We mean take it back from the liberal socialist Marxist movement that is rising right. up in this country. Take it back uh, would, in, in the name of the Constitution and in the name of freedom and in the name of liberty. Anybody who thinks they want to go back 400 years is just stupid. Don't even waste your time well, talking I, to them. And I would say simply that uh, it would be better that we talk about us moving the country forward in a different way than the left not taking back this. Well, taking yeah, back but you know what? You, you get into this vernacular, though, John. Thank you for the call, my friend. You get into this vernacular, then you're like, what? well, that's leftist talk. Moving the country forward is an acronym or not an acronym. It's a synonym for progressivism. Aggressiveness, moving forward, moving forward toward their socialist dreams. No, I don't want to talk about moving the country forward. I do want to take it back to a time when this country was united and when a time when this country believed in the flag, the anthem, and the liberty that it represents for all Americans. And anybody who thinks otherwise, think we want to go back to something like slave days, is just too stupid for conversation. Ignore those people. All right, 10.30 news time now. Back after this with Dr. Jeffrey Parks from University Hospital. You're not going to want to miss this interview. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, it's 1036 on this Friday. 24 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. This 24 minutes was supposed to be spent with a guest. Um, whether it will be or not, I don't know. Um, let me give you the background. You know the story this week of the thin blue line flag that was taken down by, or, by orders of the mayor of Solon. A thin blue line flag that flew proudly uh, in front of a Solon police station. Makes perfect sense. Thin blue line flag, support of fallen officers in front of a police station. It doesn't seem to be too controversial, but it became controversial. Why? 
It became controversial because, according to the mayor, a few residents took issue with that uh, flag flying. A few residents. Quoting Mayor um, Edward Krause from Tuesday, July 13th. As mayor, I appreciate the opportunity to show support for our Soldan officers and officers across the great nation who risk their lives for the safety of their respective communities. Their service to the safety and well-being of their citizens is the foundation on which communities thrive. It seems a few of our residents, he writes, took Chief Tonelli's raising of the thin blue line flag on department property to mean something that was clearly not intended. Frankly, this is a product of our current environment and one that tarnishes even the best of intentions. In the interest of narrowing the focus of dialogue strictly on the supporting of our officers, I requested the removal of the current uh, thin blue line flag in hopes another symbol might be better suited. I appreciate Chief Tonelli's openness and initiative in securing the National Law Enforcement Memorial flag for display on police grounds. Our citizens will find this flag, whose sole purpose is memorializing those who lost their lives in the duty of service, to speak for supporting our great and honored police department. Now, just a quick response to that last part. The memorial flag does, indeed, have a purpose of memorializing those who lost their lives in the line of duty. So does the thin blue line flag. That is exactly what the thin blue line flag represents. It is a memorial tribute to those who fell in the line of duty. Now, the mayor, in declaring that a few of our residents took issue with the thin blue flag flying, sent a number of people on a search for who are these few residents who would make such a ridiculous claim that the thin blue line flag shouldn't fly on police grounds. Well, that's where we found, and I found, the Solon Soundboard, which is a Facebook page, the Solon Soundboard, and a two-page post from a user named Jeffrey Parks. And a quick click on Jeffrey Parks' name takes you to his profile. Jeffrey Parks is um, a surgeon at university hospitals, and he is the one who wrote, and I'm not going to read the entire two-page letter to you on Solon Soundboard, but wrote the following, which apparently prompted the actions of Mayor Krause of Solon. This is, again, quoting Jeffrey Parks on the Solon Soundboard. I must say I was surprised and pretty disappointed to see the Solon PD displaying the Blue Lives Matter flag so prominently in front of the station on Solon Road. It certainly cannot be denied that it has been appropriated by far-right white nationalist groups in recent years, almost as a reactionary countersymbol to the Black Lives Matter movement. These flags were undeniably present during the attempted putsch of January 6th. The irony, of course, is that many of the Capitol Capitol Police officers tasked with protecting the legislators as they carried out the Electoral College certification were beaten by insurrectionists. With blue, with blue Lives Matter flags. Uh, and hold on, I'm told we do have Jeffrey Parks on the line right now. That is good. I wasn't sure we were going to be able to make this happen, so let's bring our guest to the program, the, uh, Je- Dr. Jeffrey Parks from University Hospitals. Thank you so much for coming on to talk about this with us. Good morning. Morning, Bob. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks very much. I was just giving well, the I'm background. Late. I got tied up in the clinic a little bit. I'm in the car heading over to the hospital. 
Understood. I appreciate you making time for this. Uh, I was trying to give the background. I read Mayor uh, um, Krause's letter in which he says that it seems a few of our residents took uh, Chief Tonelli's raising of the thin blue line flag on department property uh, to mean something other than what was intended. Can you tell me, uh, do you believe that you were the impetus for this because of your soul and soundboard post? Well, I think that started the conversation for sure. You know, I, I think it's important to, you know, start our conversation by reinforcing a lot of the ways in which our perspectives overlap. You know, we're not always on completely different sides. I, well, I would probably, I would probably, what? I would probably disagree with you on that, Doctor Park, simply because I was just reading your Soul and Soundboard post, and and I I don't think we can possibly be on the same side until we have an understanding of the flag that you are uh, you were taking issue with. Now you described yeah, but just that as thin a blue preamble. line. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, we, you know, unfortunately, we don't have a ton of time for preamble. Just let me just get to the, yeah, no, the core of what that. you wrote. Yeah, the core of what you wrote here is that you had an issue with the Solon PD displaying a Blue Lives Matter flag so prominently in front of the station on Solon Road, quoting you. Um, Dr. Parts, in the last four days since all of this went down, undoubtedly you've seen coverage on TV of this, uh, maybe listened on the radio. Have you come to the realization yet that the flag that you did not want to to have flying was not indeed a Blue Lives Matter flag? Has this Has this realization come to you yet? What, what realization are you referencing? Do you know the difference between a thin blue line flag and a Blue Lives Matter flag, Dr. Parks? Dr. Well, Parks. This, we're talking about the black and white stripes, you know, the American flag. Yeah. Do, 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 you, know, do you know what you, do you, you're you're telling me? Yeah. Are, are you telling me that in the last four days of controversy over this, it hasn't occurred to you? that the thin blue line flag is not the same thing as a Blue Lives Matter flag? You still haven't come to that realization? I'm not sure what you're talking. We're talking about the flag that was being displayed in front of the stolen PD, correct? Yeah, yeah, we are, Dr. Parks. We're talking about that flag. I posted a picture of that flag on the website. You can see it. So yeah, I know, this, I know, I know, I know, Doctor Parks, but I, I, ha- I hate to have to, I hate to have to do this to you. I, fi- I kind of thought you might have figured it out by now, and I wouldn't have to do this to you on live radio. The thin blue line flag, Doctor Parks, is not a Blue Lives Matter flag. The thin blue line flag is decades and decades old, far, 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 far predating the existence of no, Black Lives Matter. What you're saying is not try is not true, and you know that. You know that. Doctor Parks, the flag that was designed was by a kid in Michigan in 2014. Um, no, no, no. It, it, it's not never been displayed except in the last five or six years, and therefore, Doctor Parks, a, I'm, 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 I have to admit, I have to admit, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. I'm little, I'm a little embarrassed. The concept of thin. No, no. Li- listen, listen, listen to the history, Doctor Parks. Doctor Parks. Dr. Parks, Dr. Parks, listen, I want to have a decent, I want to have a decent conversation with you, but I'm telling you right now, you're embarrassing yourself on live radio. The thin blue line dates back to 1911. The thin blue line. I'm not arguing against that. I agree with you. The thin blue line concept does date back. The thin blue line flag. The Crimean War. No, the thin blue line flag. A thin blue line. Sir, the thin blue line flag. Let's focus on the flag. 
Mr. Frank. Considering you, you and, still and don't understand. So about what we're going to call it. Well, well, no, listen, because you need to understand, Dr. Parks, and this is at the core of your ridiculous you're post. You're parsing. No, I'm not, you're, because you're the not thin getting, blue line flag represents one thing. Dr. Parks, about, Dr. Parks, but you want the thin, argue over Dr. Parks, not, the thin blue line it. flag that was displayed outside of the Solon police station represents fallen officers and nothing more. That is what the thin blue line represents, those who the lost their lives in the line of duty. The black and white stripes, with one of the stripes being a blue line, is that is not a blue. Right. That is not a blue that lives matter flag. That's the thin blue You're doing line. Doing a disservice flag. to your listeners, Bob. Okay, You're no, Doctor Parks. I would think that a man who went through medical school could do a little simple reading on this and know that the thin blue line flag has been used to represent fallen officers since its inception and nothing else. You're telling me this thin blue line flag, the black and white stripe. Yes, represents fallen officers and nothing more. Why do you decades? have a problem? That's Hold false. on. Why That's do you have a problem untrue. with fallen officers being recognized on police grounds? No, absolutely not. We're talking about a flag, which in the end is just a symbol. It's just a symbol. It's yeah, but it's a, it's a symbol of people who gave their lives in service to their community, From Dr. the collective Parks. understanding of what they mean, okay? And okay. Uh, the greater the consensus there, there is on what it means, the greater power that symbol is going to have. And this particular flag conveys different meanings to different groups of people. And I can understand the police perspective. I also understand the perspective of people from the BLM movement who see it as a reactionary pushback against greater uh, realization of uh, police violence against uh, certain minorities. I also... Okay, you know, okay, let me, let, 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 me, let me stop you there to get into that part of this. In Charlottesville, in the Unite, Unite the Right rally, when it was being displayed next to Confederate flags with people with tiki torches and, and okay. khaki pants. Okay, if American flags, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. If American flags are displayed, the regular American flag, are displayed by communist groups, would you then call for a removal of that flag because it's being displayed by less than uh, reputable people? It's a flag that's been co-opted by some nefarious actors. No, 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 no. You're, you're not listening. You're not listening years. to the question. You're doing what leftists always do. You're changing the subject. Not, listen to my question. Your name if your contempt, you don't want to get into the weeds on this. No, fine. listen. If your contempt for the thin blue line flag, which is used to represent fallen officers, has been co-opted you know and what? used by... Hold on. Let me finish the question. If All your right, contempt for that flag is the result of it being, quote-unquote, your words, co-opted, end quote, by far-right hate groups, and therefore it shouldn't be displayed. I'm asking you, if the American flag, the red, white, and blue American flag, was displayed by hate groups of any type, far-right, far-left, anything, would you then call for a removal of that flag because it's been co-opted by somebody you don't like? That is such a false equivalence. And How you know is it a false it. equivalence? You just told cops. Hold on. You just told American cops that they can't honor falling cops because you don't like the flag being used years. by someone else. Come on, man. You saw these people in Charlottesville with their Confederate What does Charlottesville have to do with Solon, Ohio police? Dr. Parks, Dr. Parks, you talk about false equivalencies. What you're, you're, hold you on. You talk about fault. Dr. Parks. Dr. Parks. 
Dr. Parts, yes, what does Charlottesville have to do with stolen police officers wanting to honor so fallen police officers with a thin blue that's line That's what prompted flag? my concern. It has everything to do with it. Tell me, tell me this. Let's, let's get to the core of this. Tell me why you hate cops. Tell me that. That's ridiculous. I have a lot of respect for cops. The, the risk they take on, uh, the sacrifice they make, the hard work. Do you believe they do cops? Do you believe cops? Do you believe cops are systemically cop for forty years in Akron? Do you believe cops are systemically racist, sir? Do you believe policing not. in America Absolutely is systemically not. I'm racist? I'm talking about a symbol. I'm talking about an inappropriate symbol. I'm not making a. But your ignorance of what that symbol is, sir, is at the doing. core of your ignorance you in this post. Man. You need me to be the guy who hates all cops, and I'm not going to be that for you. Well, consider, considering the fact that you literally in your, in your soul and soundboard post said the quote, that quote, why would we want such a divisive politically charged symbol so conspicuously displayed at our local police station? Why politicize law enforcement? How is recognizing fallen cops at a police station a politically, uh, consp- consp- or a, a politically charged situation for you? Because again, it's a symbol that has a variety of Signification, signification, no, depending on who's, no, it who's seeing it. Yes, it does. It, it references fallen police officers. other than your own. Why did you write? Why did you write? I thought Solon took pride in its diversity and openness to all residents, regardless of race. Because or we are religion. not a homogeneous community. No, but, what, but how does that flag not represent all residents and all diversity and regardless of race and religion? How is that flag in any way not earlier? What what point because did you of the reasons I outlined earlier? Do it again because write, apparently it escaped. January sixth. All right. So on the one hand, it represents fallen soldiers and police solidarity. On the other hand, it's seen. No, as no, no, not fallen soldiers. Of, uh, fallen police officers, very specifically, fallen, fallen police, police officers. Spoke, That's I it. Spoke wrong. From the BLM perspective, it's seen as sort what of does BLM uh, have to do with back. fallen officers? What does BLM have to do with fallen officers in the context? of a heightened public awareness of violence against people of color. 2014 is when this flag was invented or drawn up, designed by a kid in Michigan. Again, your ignorance here is staggering. This flag was not drawn up in 2014. Your ignorance here is simply staggering. Number three, I associate it with uh, Unite the Right, the Proud Boys, all these people who brandish that flag, uh, who don't speak to American values. It's a controversial flag. It is, it, it is only controversial right when leftists, it hold on, it's only on controversial when leftists like you choose to denigrate it because no. you don't understand its meaning. And you think somehow that policing is systemically racist, and that's why you're quoting Black Lives Matter and their opposition to police officers and the thin blue line flag, which is mistaken by people like you for being a blue lives matter flag. You don't understand the difference Bob, because you didn't take the time to do the research. I hope to God I Bob, are you, you are. I hope you are more thorough, Doctor Parks. Bob, I hope you are you more thorough man? in. You no, no, I know you're done saying stuff because you're lying and you're talking over me. I hope you under. I you hope you. No, no, you, you, no, you no. Doctor Parks, Doctor Parks. I hope you take more time to research the patients on which you operate than you do when writing and talking about All issues right, like this. All right, let's stay. I'll, you stay out of my weeds. I'll stay out of yours. Well, I just now tell you what. I hope no cop ever law. finds himself on a table in front of you. I hope to God no cop finds himself on a table in front of you. You, so you why? have expressed yourself. 
You have that's exposed yourself. Thing. No, you have exposed that's yourself to be completely incapable. That's a defamatory, ridiculous. Thing it is. It is you. in no way that. It is my now personal listen, opinion that nobody would be safe on your table. Memorial Fund. Yeah. The well, National you know Law what, Enforcement Do- Memorial Do- Fund Dr. Parks, since 1984. Dr. Parks. It's a flag that any police station can fly to honor fallen officers. Doctor Parks, Doctor Parks, your 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 leftist ideology is only you're just using is only exceeded is only exceeded by your ignorance and refusal to do your homework. Thank you for the phone call. It's it's ten fifty three. This is getting us nowhere. This man thinks that the thin blue line flag was invented in twenty fourteen, and he thinks that it it was it was created in response to Black Lives Matter. It is impossible, impossible to explain anything to somebody that hardcore in their misinformation. We'll be right back. So... A letter was written by FOP, uh, Ohio FOP President uh, Gary Wolski to Solon Governor Erdner, Governor Solon Mayor Edward Krause, that included the following lines. The blue line flag is a rallying point for police. Like the American flag, it represents pride in the profession, support for police, and honor for the fallen. In May, in Washington, D.C., blue line flags, big and small, wave nobly over Capitol Hill as the names of the police officers who died in the line of duty that year are read. We are well aware that a very small group of people intent on canceling others, uh, intent on canceling, canceling others don't like our flag. But to see a city cave in that we thought was proud of its police is terribly disappointing. You gave victory to those waging a war on police. Nothing is gained in the conversation about police-community relations. The people who choose to hate the men and women who strap on a bulletproof vest and leave their families to report for duty still hate them. But now they have more ammo. See, the city agrees. Police shouldn't be honored. It's sad. So what's the solution? Let the blue line flag wave and address the real problems plaguing our communities and our police profession. Bring us together. Don't allow a small but loud group of people like Dr. Jeffrey Parks, by the way, that's my aside that was not included in Gary Wolski's letter. Small group of people further divide us. Your community is counting on you, but so are police. Solon police work hard under difficult conditions. They deserve a symbol of pride, support, and honor. Sincerely, Gary Wolski, president of the Ohio FOP. I hope that Jeffrey Parks learns something about his ignorance. That the thin blue line goes back to 1911. The thin blue line flag was started waving and being worn long before 2014. And we'll pick this up again on Monday. Have a safe weekend, everyone.